0: Welcome to the Mum Style Business Podcast. I'm your host, Annalise Warne, a marketing agency CEO, business strategist, digital marketing mentor, wife and mama of four little ones. Now here, we combine ambition and motherhood and well-being, and we help you leverage the skills you already have to build a flexible business that gets you both the income and the freedom that you started it to achieve. Stay tuned for conversations with inspirational and successful women in business, as well as practical marketing strategies and tips that you can action right away. So let's get into it. Welcome back. Today I have Beth Hodson with me. I'm so excited for this conversation. Beth founded Kids Love to Cook in 2014, and along with her team has taught tens of thousands of kids in cooking classes across Sydney. She is passionate about empowering young people to cook and in particular, eight to 14 year olds. In 2022, Beth is transitioning her teaching focus from entertainment to education by creating easily accessible learn to cook classes and resources online. Oh my goodness Beth, welcome. Fantastic, so good to be here. I'm so excited. Can you, let's wind back the clock. Tell me what happened in 2014 or before then. Let's go right back to whenever this
1: started. Okay, so I have always, um, always wanted to have my own business and um, from uh, maybe my mid-20s i realized that i um <laughs> I, i'm better working for myself than for anyone else and so and it's just my creative outlet. So um, so what I did, and I've got four daughters um, aged between 17 and 25 now. So um, and I wanted to be around for them and I wanted to be available and do school pickups and drop offs and go to things and run canteen and all of that sort of thing. So I my first business that I started was a business um, when the service market started to grow so that this is about 22 23 years ago and uh so i started a home delivered fruit and veg service in my local suburb and um, it just like straight away went really well um, it was called hodson's produce <laughs> and i would go to the markets with babies on me and pregnant and all the rest of it and um, so we did that so that was the first business that i ran And then, um, and it was there to serve me. And that was really good. And we did that. And then um, we moved from that area. And so I closed that business down literally within a week. It was like, great, this doesn't work for us anymore. Close that down. And I think that I had um, just had a baby or something like that. So it was, it just didn't serve me anymore. And then, like, I can't even remember the timeline, but then a friend of mine, owned a wedding dress store (laughs) and he was one of uh, Australia's leading bridal importers. He was Chinese and um, owned a bridal importing business and wanted to start a little retail store. So great and um, I said yeah I'll I'll do some part-time work for you. Great but then out of that I started cleaning the wedding dresses. (laughs) So I see see opportunity. And so I started a wedding dress dry cleaning company. So <laughs> which was like completely like like I've got this saying, you know, what have you got in your hand? What have you already got in your hand that you can use? And so I just had this ability to uh, clean wedding dresses. And so we ended up starting this business. That's an interesting skill. That's well, not something
0: that you just kind of discover that you <laughs>
1: And they first said to me, "Oh, can you get?" Well, what we did is we started. when I was working at the store, I used to take the wedding dresses home that they wanted cleaned and clean them in the bath. That's how it all started. And so that has been the main thing that I've done, and that's what people sort of have known me for in the past, is that I was in the bridal industry for fourteen years and I ran like a really niched down dry cleaning company where we just cleaned wedding dresses and I sold packaging and all the rest of it. And so I had a little online store and, um, yeah, so that was fabulous and I did that for about 14 years. But like anything in the bridal industry, it was so ridiculously stressful. And it was a spend that came after the wedding. So once you've got that wedding over and done with, you don't necessarily like, like you're spending money here, there, and everywhere before the wedding dress, wedding day. And then the wedding day comes and you're like, oh, oh,
0: you know. I do remember having to spend hundreds and not being happy about it.
1: Uh, <laughs> 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 that encapsulates <laughs> the pushback. Yes. And so but it was great. It was great and um yeah, but it was like because I live in Sydney, and we offered a pickup delivery service, and which was great because then we didn't have clients coming to us, we went to the clients. and um it was great. i I had a team and it was great, but it was just so flipping stressful. And um, you know, everyone is like, because they want to resell their wedding dress in a lot of cases. So it was like, oh, you know, I've walked through cow poo, and you can't get it off. And like, I've spent this amount of money with you. Oh, look, like it was just stressful. Yeah,
0: yeah. Or the bat beads are damaged, or the whatever. Yeah, those dresses are really meant to be worn once. <laughs> totally,
1: and not all t- or whatever. Sweet, so you know, with like every story I've had, kids, I've had women jump into jump off wharves, I've had the paintball girl, I've had farms. Um, so like if there's a story, I've heard it. <laughs> In 14 years, yeah, I'm sure you have. <laughs> so that was great until it wasn't great. Until I stopped enjoying it. Until I it was, yeah, I stopped enjoying that. So um then, so I was looking around for something else and uh, and also I'm a starter. That's what I do really well is I start things. I love the creative outlet of starting and getting it going. And and then after that it's like, oh, yeah, well, we've done this now and, like, now it's just hard work. (laughs) So I was looking around for something else and um, my third daughter, Georgia, said to me, "Um, I really want to go to cooking classes. And we'd moved across town and... uh, we just couldn't find anything that wasn't an hour and a half away and I thought oh my goodness like we live in the western suburbs there's got to be like other kids that want to do the same thing and so we were we were all chatting as a family one night at dinner and I said I reckon that there's something in this I kind of you know when you get that vibe of oh I think there's something here and then the very next day Georgia came home from school and said, oh, mum, the teacher wants to do cooking classes and was wondering if some of the parents could volunteer. Well, I am thinking this is serendipitous. And so straight away I said, great, I'm happy to do that once a week. And it just sort of started from there and I did a Hilarious. Um, yeah, and so And then I had this really interesting thing happen in that the very first day there was a boy in the class and um, he was really, really allergic to um, flour, like wheat flour. And, um, like, and we, were, we were doing something. I can't remember what we were making, but there was flour everywhere. <laughs> and this little boy just had to leave because he was so, um, like, so reactionary, like his face was red. and Yeah, just from general allergies. And I remember this little boy. Um and he would have been about eight or nine. And years later, and like I remembered him because I thought, oh man, like this this kid just is so reactionary to what lots of mainstream kids can do. But then this little boy died of an asthma attack about five years later. And I and it was sort of I remember this kid and I remember thinking, oh wow, like just his diet was. Like his diet had so impacted him, and um, yeah, it was just sort of one of those things that you remember because, um, yeah, he had this uh, asthmatic attack in the class just from just from wheat in the air, and um, yeah, so it was yeah. Anyway, that was one of just something that happened on that first day that I'd ever run a class, and um, but after a couple of years, we no, a couple of months. I then thought, oh, let's offer this to the public. Yeah. And I ran some after, after school classes. I thought, look, if I get eight kids into the class, that'd be great. And look at 24 kids, I went, I think we're done. Now. Okay, I'll do it in-. Like, And I'd never run sort of. 24 is a lot of kids. Although yeah. now that's completely doable and we do that on a regular basis. But um, yeah when I first started, it was like dive in, bring every single thing that I've ever completely ever thought of bringing. And uh, it was chaos. But uh, anyway, that was good. And then it just sort of went, it literally went from there. I thought I've got a saleable service and um, let's keep going. So I ran both businesses (laughs) for several years until Kids Love to Cook really kind of came in on its own and was able to Provide
0: an income, and then I sold the other business and just focused on kids' love. To- You're a true entrepreneur, Beth. I, <laughs> my poor husband, <laughs> I say that all the time. about mine, I'm like, even last night, I had this idea about something not just about life related, not business related, and I was like, I don't want to do this just because I've got another, like, hairbrained, crazy idea. He's like, I know what you mean, but I think this one's okay. <laughs> so I totally get you um so funny that's so cool thanks for sharing your story Mm. yeah so 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 now your bio we read you're going from entertainment to education so what does that mean to you all right so
1: um the majority of work that we've done let's just take away the last two years of um, COVID and pandemic and lockdown. So um, before that, we ran, so I had a team of about 15 girls and we would go all across the city and we would do, go into vacation care centres. We would do big events like community events where we might make lamingtons with 500 kids. Um, we would do um, like in shopping centres, we would do, and we would do birthday parties. And so we would go into people's homes, and then we got a venue in Parramatta, which is in the the smack in the middle of Sydney. And we, well, we ran workshops out of there. So I, so I had teams that would go out. Plus we would do on site stuff as well. That's a lot, that's which like, was
0: that's a lot of logistics and a lot like my service based brain is
1: exploding right now that's correct that's correct <laughs> and me I'm actually not a health person I'm a big picture person so I've got a lot of little logistics of and we're talking like how much salt are we going to need how much time we-
0: like it's enough to feed my family to feed my four kids let alone 500 children making lamingtons I'm like
1: holy I- moly like events so um but then i I don't know there was something within me that i thought i really wanted to do a digital business i really want to reach kids um and and because um we're doing in person events that and because i'm working with children then i have to make sure that we've got the child staff ratio which then that changes the price point because Mm Always your most expensive um, element of any sort of quoting so um i thought oh this is what what we're doing here is we're excluding a whole group of people uh, number one we're excluding people that don't have access uh, from a purely from a locality point of view but then we also don't we're excluding people from a budget point of view as well yeah. so and I really wanted to shift that to um, giving people access to or families access to cooking classes from their own home. So what I did is at the end of January 2020, <laughs> at the end of January 2020, I decided to close the venue. Um, and then the other That's thing good was, timing. Well, you wouldn't have known about the pandemic. Did I not at all? So I was renting a venue um, that in the same building that my husband worked at. For the same company. So they own this space and it was fabulous. Then my husband got made redundant by that company. And so it was kind of a bit of a shift. You know, like I always say that yeah. the ducks actually do line up on a row. Sometimes you have to take a step for the ducks to line up. But um I just said, Oh, I think we I think I'm not really enjoying this so much work here, having this lease. Um, I'm going to take about three or four months off and then and then what I'll do is I'll get the um, digital side going. So I'll get online classes and then, of course, six weeks later we go into lockdown. And, like, again, there was that intuition of, of the timing and um, it was just a, like a dive in and let's get this going. And then, of course, during that time then there was um you know local councils there was the shopping centers that people weren't coming in so they wanted to go in and so just incredible opportunity opened up for um and and then I didn't have a team it was just me in my kitchen and um and my kids helping me (laughs) um okay you got to do this you got to do this. and it was great it was great because it gave me a deadline um to make it happen and we just dove in so um yeah, yeah, so but then, of course, lockdown comes to an end and people start opening up and then but then I've fallen in love with online classes because I've created a little community and um, and then I and then what could happen then was that it was ongoing. So we can have ongoing classes, and people join. I have I've got a membership, so people can join. Kids love to cook at home, and then they get access to all of the live classes, uh, plus um, all of the recordings. So a lot of people just watch the recordings, and because um, it's a, my live classes are on a Saturday afternoon, or in the school holidays, so um, people just watch them when when it suits them. So I found that. Uh, the members or, or the kids, the students, were were really starting to grow in their skills and like they'd start by saying, "Oh, I just like to cook sweet stuff," and then as as they went along, they were trying more things and and joining classes that they wouldn't normally join and um yeah and so yeah it was great it was really I found it really exciting because um again like I said in my bio I love seeing um, people grow in their skills and um, just be able to do things that they they started out by not knowing how to do it. and then as we as I walk them through it, they're able, you know, just able to do things like it can be anything, it could be learning how to measure or it could be learning how to um, add salt and lime to things or yeah, it's so great, Beth. i I love it so much because the ripple effect
0: is amazing. The ripple effect's amazing because you're not only like coming back to that boy that you told us about like you're impacting people's diets by you know
1: mm.
0: potentially food they weren't eating into their into their world right and in improving nutrition that way you're giving them skills that are like life lessons so all of their partners are going to be thanking them <laughs> thanking you forever but also the confidence that they then Oh, wow, look what I did. And that they can take into everything, their sport, their schooling, like their social relationships. It's so amazing. And I think, I mean, I don't know how much you kind of think about that, but this group, that 18 to 14-year-olds, my daughter's nine, my eldest is nine, and I've really noticed this year um, we've taken a turn in like in our relationship and I'm not, you know, wiping snotty noses anymore. It's this new right this new stage of parenting for me that I have like, oh, not prepared, where's the manual, where's the manual? <laughs> but <laughs> but it's, it's such, like she's a sponge mm. and she's taking everything in and she's trying to, like all the puzzle pieces, she's trying to put them together, like it's so impressionable, so willing to learn, like wanting to learn. And so like I feel like the raw talent is there and it's like shining the diamond. She's like, for example, in the example of my daughter, she's like me. So she's very stubborn, very strong-willed, very confident, very like leader. And I think I say all the time, I'm like, I need to teach her to use her powers for good, not evil. Yeah. And I feel like, like that's kind of that age group, right? Is like, you're going, you have all of these raw things, but they're so, that's kind of that shaping time. Do you, So yeah, it's, I love what you're doing so
1: much. It's, it's amazing. Sometimes it takes um, somebody outside the family, you know, we talk about the village that it takes to raise a child. Sometimes um, it takes someone outside the family to say the very same things that a parent has said. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, revelation, light bulb, you know, (laughs) Um, you know, like, because we talk about washing up. And we talk about slowing down, and um, and like every single week, I talk about you're doing this for the first time, or you, and it could be anything. It could be measuring, it could be turning pancakes. Um, so, and we talk about repeating a skill. So, it doesn't you don't have to be perfect the first time you do it. We're going to repeat it. We're going to repeat it. And and we get better through practice. And so, and that's just, that is nothing to do with cooking. That's to do with life.
0: So good. It's so, so good, honestly. Um, yeah, I think what you're doing is really special and really impactful. So thank you for the work that you're doing. Love it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny what you said about them resonating with something someone else said my four-year-old came home the other day was like "But, mom my teacher said that i'm brave and i'm smart and i can do it and i'm like how many times have i said that and then you just like, <laughs> i was like yes yes you are like thank goodness i was like, <laughs> like but it took it in those words i'm like fine you listen to cass okay great
1: <laughs> but that's it it's just yeah. that the voice said differently in a different context and uh, it can you know turn the light on so true all right so let's
0: talk about all right let's keep on the business part and then we're going to move to cooking because I want to kind of there's lots of mamas like this is the mom style business show so we have lots of mamas um, talk to me about your biggest lessons in your business journey because you've had all types of businesses at all types of stage of motherhood so what would you what do you like to share with women who are at some point in that journey towards the earliest earlier stages more like most likely what's like the, either whether that's around your biggest learning or
1: the I'll, I'll leave it with you yeah so as in when you've got is
0: yeah I don't whether it's littlies or not, but they're mummers in the earlier stages of business.
1: Sure. All right. <laughs> now, I think um, as individuals, I'll just talk about my own journey. That's yeah. probably a way to do it. So I am, if you understand the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram three. So that's an achiever. I want to get stuff done. <laughs> and uh, that can sometimes be incredibly frustrating. Um, when I, I and as i'm saying it i'm remembering that um when my youngest was because my youngest was a little bit of a surprise and so my third one is like yeah we're great we're doing this and she's off to daycare now excellent and i'm going to be able i'm free now <laughs> free free between 2 30 um and so i remember this Annalise just well, because I've got an analyst as well. Do Annalise, you? I do indeed. Yes, and so, um, and she's and she's a, just a energy bubble. She's just on the go, all the time. Her little brain's going all the time. And uh, I remember her transitioning from being able to just sit. You know, when they just sit on that rug and they rattle, and so then cute. yeah, they don't um, move. Yeah, I remember thinking, oh my gosh. I'm never going to get anything done and and um but i remember someone saying to me honor the season that you're in don't try to and, and i'm a visionary so i'm always seeing the future and i sometimes forget the season that i'm in now matters and um i i have to continually ground myself no <laughs> it doesn't matter if people come in and start talking to me my own people um, because that's why I'm at home that's why I'm here I'm here to do this and I have to find other ways to make time or doesn't matter what other people are doing or what their family is capable of this is what my situation is and um, if I have to work at night rather than in the day um and just respond just responding to um or creating ways that do work rather than finding ways to not work, um, because you've got a million ways for it not to work, and um, yeah. So, like for Jeremy and I, we would uh, tag team. Like, okay, this is um, this is your time. I, I'll look after the kids um, after X amount of time, or, or you go out and do deliveries, or um, and. Go work somewhere on Saturdays, and so it's just it's just being creative
0: and
1: yeah. The creative piece,
0: I think, I think is key because we're just taught to fit in this little box and to squish ourselves into this little box. Totally, totally. and then not only do we realize we can get out of the box, we have to realize there is no box.
1: (laughs) Or it's a box that we made. Yeah, I know that. Not that this is great, but one of the things that I did find that worked really well for me is that, um, and this is just for me, I'm not saying this is a good thing for everyone, but I found that after 8.30 p.m. for several hours, two nights a week, I could be really functional and get stuff done. So um, in terms of admins, so, um, and I would say, okay, I can only work till X amount of time. And, but from eight thirty to say eleven thirty, only two nights a week. I couldn't do it multiple, otherwise I'd, you know, lose my kit. Um, then I will make that happen. Then so, and then we've tried also, you know, we've tried, <laughs> um, we've tried having nannies in. We've had sending analysts to after school care, which she's literally she's seventeen now, and she says she's still traumatized <laughs> by going to after school care. That's your problem, honey. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, um, just, again, just experimenting with ways to make things work, um whether that oh, yeah, and there's yeah. this you know, you think, oh, I've got it great, this is excellent, and then someone will get sick, and you know that throws everything out yeah. so right. it's yeah, that's like even now it um, what I, sometimes what I'll do is I'll think, oh, okay, well, it's three o'clock. Because all my kids, I mean, Annalise drives now. So nobody needs me at this season of my life to pick them up, drop them off. And so sometimes I revert back to office hours that worked in the past. And I have to say to myself, no, 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 this is different season. You make it work for you now. Um, and you can create what you want to do now. So, um, yeah. Isn't that so fun?
0: Isn't it so fun? Yeah, we've been doing that too because we've moved into our house six months ago. Yeah. So last year I was practically a single mother having the four kids at home plus the business with my husband not there. So it just was, you know, and a newborn. So you're just kind of working in this whirlwind. And this year I'm playing around. I'm like, oh, if I want to just work every day, but mornings and or do I just want to work three days? And like, we've been playing like, oh, that doesn't work at all. Hang on, which I think, oh, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> it's like shifting gears. And I think now we've kind of, Figure it out but it took us a few months to be like okay now that the baby's one, like yeah okay we're back at school again like all the things and it we
1: get to choose we do get to choose <laughs> but it feels sometimes it can feel like a burden rather than a blessing yeah
0: yeah I think I think you do you need to have someone who's in it with you mm-hmm. like who's, who's really you know yeah um, yeah, honestly, single mamas, I'd take my hat off to you. Honestly,
1: like it's community. So that if you're yeah. in a community, then um, it normalises what your struggles are yeah. and gives you framework of what's okay and what is not okay. So working to 2.30 in the morning, <clears throat> not that I've <coughs> ever done that. Um- <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you love your business, Beth, sometimes it happens. Or or, or you've got a deadline. You're like, actually, okay, I chose to, like, watch a movie with the kids and that meant like, oh, crap. That thing I thought was going to take me two hours has actually taken five. Yeah.
1: That's, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have done that. And one time I just said that that's just ridiculous. Like, this is meant to serve you and your And so that's, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And I think that's a really important point. You've mentioned that a couple of times. Your business needs to serve you. And I think again, it's breaking down those paradigms of like we work, where you you know you go, you are the slave, you aren't you know you're told when you're allowed to have holidays, you're told like all of these things, and now none of that applies anymore. so yeah, it it gets to serve you, and it you get to
1: choose like sometimes, like there has been many times that I I've been the servant of my business and I've had to switch that around and say hang on no, no 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 that doesn't work anymore um this is and I've got it on my I've literally got it on my phone um my vi- my business is a vehicle to build my dream life so that I'm not there to serve it it's there to serve me and if it doesn't serve me then I have to make changes yeah. so it is, it is a blessing and it is um it is an opportunity for me to get creative and to create income and to create lifestyle, which is the important thing for me, um, that I don't have to be on the train. I live out in the western suburbs, so I don't have to be on a train at 7 o'clock in the morning and back at 7 o'clock at night. So there is a freedom there, um, but I have to make sure that I've got strong boundaries so that I don't end up being a slave to my own creation. Yeah, create yeah, create this prison for yourself. Yes.
0: So let's talk about kids. Let's talk about fussy eaters. How how do we how do you help kids or parents or both get around fussiness? All
1: right. So I've had four children. <laughs> So first off, may I say um, I completely, I've had a couple of my children who are completely, have been fussy. Now, they've all moved through that um, stage. And so, but let me just say that first. So I'm not going, oh, yeah, all my children just eat broccoli and uh, Brussels sprouts.
0: No, no, no. (laughs) I don't know one child that likes
1: Brussels sprouts, but anyway. (laughs) um there's a couple of points that that I suggest um when it comes to fussy ears and of course um when I go out into a workshop I this is what I say because I know um that within this classroom of 30 kids there's going to be eight kids that don't like tomato so um because we do a lot of stuffed with tomato so I will always say you don't have to eat anything that you don't want to eat however I don't want to hear about it so I don't need eight kids coming up to me and saying miss do I have to eat the tomato <laughs> because I know it's like it's a pain point in their life so what I do is I change the parameters so the first thing that um with my kids what we did is I don't talk about fussy eating at meal times, so I don't. Um, so meal times is a no-go zone to discuss the issue. Um, I mean, I'm not going to, and I have done it the wrong way. So I've done it the wrong way, and then I've done it the right way. So um, one of the, the one of the key things for me that changed things was that I changed the way that we have dinner. So what I used to do is have everybody. Um, you have got a plate. I would serve you up and then I basically would monitor, I'm like the food police, monitoring what's being eaten. So then someone suggested to me, don't do that, do buffet style so that instead of putting out on everyone's plate, individual, I might have, as an example, we might, and I still do, do it to this day, um, I might have um, a bowl of rice, some tomatoes, some coleslaw, some let bad example—but sausages or meat or something, and and different sauces. So then, what happens is that the girls will take what they want, and then they're in control of their plate. So it's it's an empowerment thing. So they feel okay. I've chosen to put this on my plate. Um, then, and and so
0: it shifts. The what contr- if they just put the rice in the meat?
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> sorry to interrupt you, because that's yeah. what make it. That's what my kids would do. <laughs> yep. Um, and there's other little strategies around that. So one of my friends, she did. Um, uh, so she would bring out the veggies first, and yeah, then. That's what we do. Yep, there you go. So she put out the veggies first and said, okay, we're gonna have this and this, and everyone's starving, so you're gonna eat at least something and mm-hmm. then bring the rice and meat out afterwards. Yeah. Um so but I found that the food issues is a control issue. So and that sense of empowerment. So sometimes I'm um it might be a case of a, you gonna eat this or this, like corn. Yeah, okay, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Or like we don't eat corn in our house. I don't like it. Um, that's my one vegetable. Like, why do people eat this? It's so <laughs> uh, sweet. I'm so surprised. Isn't it funny? It, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. It's okay. I go. That's all, You're allowed. You're you're allowed. <laughs> <laughs> so um. So so
1: this or that. That's my first thing. Um, do you want to eat this or do you want to eat that? Let's not like uh, I want to eat chicken nuggets. Well, that's not on the option today. So, and then for me, some of it was realizing that I'm I'm not a restaurant, so I'm not making I'm not making a vegetarian dish and a meat dish and your little I only eat ten foods dish. You know, like this is what we're eating, and if you don't like that, that's sad and and just not engaging. So I got to the point as my as one of my daughters got older then oh well you'll have to make that yourself because I'm not a, I'm not a restaurant. So this is what we're having and that's and so she sort of at one stage sort of stepped up and did that. Um, and then not discussing stuff at the table. Like we're not discussing food issues at the table. Um, we're, we're having a nice time together. Otherwise yeah. mealtime ends up being like an absolute pain oh, and stressful Oh my gosh! Like sometimes I'm like,
0: wow, why did I do this to myself? And like,
1: my <laughs> gosh, it's and try to make that really positive experience. And yeah. so everyone's going
0: to- grumpy going to bed. Great! <laughs> That's a fantastic end to the day.
1: <laughs> and look, that happens to us sometimes. Like sometimes, it's like even last, we have family dinner once a week, and so, but because I've got young adults, and so sometimes they come home and they've come home from work at 7pm, they don't really want to be nice at the dinner table. <laughs> and so, yeah, firing you. But and most of the times it is, but every now and then it's like, oh, I just, oh, I just want to eat and run.
0: But uh, cool girls, I can't believe it. I was, I've got two of each. And I on. was so grateful. My last one was a boy because I was Stressing out about three girls going right. like that's a lot. That's I'm like that's <laughs> that's too much for my family. And I was a boy, I'm like, oh praise the Lord. Like <laughs>
1: there's a lot of house, a lot of words. There's no violence. There's no um, you know, <laughs> there's not a lot of physical power, there's a lot of words go on. So <laughs> I can yeah. imagine, I can imagine. Um Uh, yeah so my my tips for fussy eaters are this or that the the next one is meal times are not the time to discuss food issues um third one is get help if you need it because there's loads of people out there um particularly in business communities as well that are um that are dietitians that specialize in fussy eaters so if you need help it's like anything, it's, it's like any sort of issue that we have within our family, then sometimes we need, just like I was saying before, sometimes we need the village. And um, yeah. if, it, it's, if it's a pain point in your life, go and ask someone for help because um, it's never about the food.
0: I've never thought about it like that, to think, oh, yeah, that is something you can go and get help for. And to actually realize it's a power struggle. For, so for me, I'm just like, well, I, I'm, I, like you said, food police. I'm like the food Nazi. I'm so, I think just too far because I'm like, I'm, we're just eating healthy, okay? So <laughs> this is what you're eating. And if you don't eat it now, you'll have it for breakfast. That's happened twice ever. And now they eat their dinner. Um, but so that I'm, I know, I'm going to get the hate mail for that. But <laughs> But now my kids generally eat what I give them now. Anyway, sorry, everyone else. That was my, That's my strategy.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: It worked. It as worked. As well. I said that broccoli for, for breakfast and then she was like, ah, uh, I'm doing that again. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. I, and I'm not forcing them to eat every single thing. They just have to eat their vegetables and, like, the rest, whatever, I don't care. You're eating, that's what you're eating. Um, so, yeah. But let's, so we didn't even get a chance to talk about cooking for kids but you have a great resource that we can go and download where do we get that from
1: fantastic so um have i sent you that link we do we can pop that in those show notes definitely fantastic so if you jump onto our site which is kidslovetocook.com.au nice and easy then um you can download a six, I think it's six Italian recipes that um, our members have loved, our favourite recipes from our members, and you can just go download that. And all of our recipes are designed for what we call junior cooks. So uh, starter cooks, they're not complicated recipes, and um, you can cook them with your kids. So good. I'm so excited to get
0: my daughter onto this. Um, Where else can people see what you're up to where else what's the best place to connect there's the website anywhere else you like to chat
1: yeah so we're all kids love to cook over Instagram and Facebook so Instagram you'll see um yeah Instagram is where I mainly hang out and uh, we do you know all sorts of different things on there and we sometimes you can jump into a live class and um Annalise I think when I'm cooking with you in a Few weeks time. Ah,
0: we're going to do a cooking session.
1: Ah, uh, so that'll be fun. And we're we'll, going to cook yet. Uh, no, but we'll work that out. And um, your listeners can cook along with us if they would like to. They can either yes. watch. Or we'll supply the ingredient list, and they can uh, cook along with us, which is fun. So, so um, fun. That's it. Thank and you so much, Bear. Super easy. So all D complicated. <laughs> Thank you best. so much. Thank you so much
0: for joining me today. Thank you for talking so candidly about your business journey. I think it's really helpful to hear other people's stories and sometimes speaking like, oh, that's possible. Or it even kind of gives us permission to be like, oh, she, you know, she had different businesses and different journeys. We can change our mind. We can pivot and we can you know, sometimes I think it just opens the door to show people what's possible and how someone else made it work for them to give us ideas about what we can do in our lives. So thank you so much for, for sharing. Um, thank you for sharing. We, we had such a broad conversation we did about do. motherhood, about fussy eaters. And now we have a place to go and get some amazing recipes. So thank you very much for your time. And I can't wait for our cooking session.
1: Fantastic. All right.
0: so much for tuning in to the mum style business podcast two things you should know first come and join the party i'm live with free marketing training inside the social marketing method facebook group every single week This is where you can ask questions and get the answers that you need to simplify your strategy and amplify your income. Go to AnnaliseWarn.com forward slash group and join and network there with incredible women and incredible community of like-minded business owners. Now, second, if you have got any value from this episode, please, please, please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and share it out on your socials. Your support helps us to reach more women in business and inspire them to increase our impact in the world. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I will see you next week.